Hello, I'm Mitch Thompson and welcome to, this is our podcast episode three. Hello and welcome to episode three of This Is Our Podcast from Hinkley AFC, your podcast fix to keep up to date with everything happening at your community football club. Today, we're joined by a man fairly new to the club, but who brings with him a wealth of knowledge and experience of the league, having spent the last few years at Atherston Town. Once scored a hat-trick against Hinkley as well, but I'm sure we can forgive him for that. It's Mitch Thompson. Uh, hi Mitch, you alright? Yeah, not bad, thanks mate. So. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, so yeah, first of all, how are you coping? How's quarantine life for you? Oh, it's it's been manic for myself. Um, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but I own my own painting and decorating shop uh, with Brenda Supplies as well. So I think the word paint at the minute is a bit gold dust. So I'm, I'm extremely busy to say the least. Yeah, I was going to say, so So you're, while everyone else is kind of piped down a little bit, your business has, has rocketed. Yeah, it has. It's it sort of took off massively. So obviously I'm not, I can't really complain with what's going on, but it's a bit of a it's a bit of a catch twenty two, obviously, with the situation and why it's arrived. But I'm busy, yeah. I can't can't say I'm not. Yeah, so I guess given everything that's going on, I guess you, you might consider yourself to be quite lucky that this this is still going. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, yeah. with a lot of people getting reduced pay and whatnot, I'll like I say, I'll be brutally honest. Mine's like you said, mine's rocketed. So I'm sort of just trying to get as much done as I can in the short time that we're actually still still furloughed and whatnot. So for you, sort of getting into paint, who do you do you supply to? Sort of quite big companies, or do you do you operate quite locally? Um, it's it's trade and public. I've got a couple of big contractors. Yeah, they they buy quite regularly, but then it's people off the street and whatnot. So, bit a bit of a mixture to be fair. And uh, obviously, having to take advantage of people spending so much time at home. Yeah, I think I've had a lot of phone calls of of blokes that are bored at home, so they're just scratching around for jobs to do. Um, so. I can't get the material quick enough at the moment to get it out. So, so like I said, it's, it's been good for myself uh, in terms of my business, especially. So, I've been a little bit fortunate, I think. Sounds good. Let's get on to football then. Um, and talked about your influences growing up. Um, and sort of who did who did you support as a as a lad, and who did you want to be like? Who did you watch that inspired you? That sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Well, I think I was like most. I started football incredibly young, from like the first day that you can go, basically. Um, just playing like for a local team, and then I was quite, I was quite fortunate because I, I got picked up by uh, Aston Villa just after one season playing like kids football, and then I was there for a year, and then I moved to Coventry City just purely because it was close to home, and obviously it's quite a strain on on my dad at the time was taking me up and down the country, so I moved to Coventry and I had I had five seasons there, so I'd, I missed quite a lot of like playing with your mates growing up but obviously it was it was at the time I absolutely loved it so what ages would you have been well what age, what age were you at Villa and then what ages oh, were you at Coventry it was I would say it was about seven I was at Villa and then obviously the the following five seasons at Coventry so it was only when I was about 15 that I started to play with my mates really do you as a kid of, of seven years old do you kind of do you realize the magnitude of what you're going into at being picked no, up I don't by, think by, you by do. the club? It was it was quite the norm, especially at, at Villa. You used to just go into training, and obviously the first. And I was a Villa fan, you see. Like I used to go all the games with my dad and everything. So it was. It became a bit weirdly normal to see all the players at the time and everything. And then obviously, when you look back at it now, you think how fortunate you was. But it was enjoyable to be fair. I did. So I literally growing up, I was, I wasn't much one for like the toy side of things it was just football so 
I literally, especially with my dad and my granddad, who still come to all my games now, it was. I think I think they enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess it's kind of the reward for for your dad of ferrying you around the place to see yeah, you exactly, on a, a Villa yeah. shirt, even or Villa or Coventry shirt, even though you may have been, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old or whatever. There's still an immense amount of pride in that. Yeah, I think, like I say, looking back on it, I I didn't realise at the time, but I've got like a little nephew now, and he's he's at Leicester, you see, so. I get to see it from their perspective a bit more that I can go and watch and it's it is enjoyable. So I, I imagine they felt in the same vein, yeah. Did you play with anyone in those academies that, that we would know now who played right at the top or um yeah, Cyrus Christie was probably worked out to be the best out of out of our team. Um there's a couple more like uh, Lee Burge, who's a keeper that was at Covey at Sunderland now. Uh, Alex Goodger that's at Solihull. And then obviously even filtering down there's there's likes like Richard Blythe and that who's obviously well respected locally. So there was some there were some good players, yeah. Uh, and so what age did you then get? Uh, did you then leave Coventry and, and yeah, what was that I was, like? I, think I was around about 14, 15, I think. So I was still still a few years off ever ever uh, progressing to like a high youth team or first team. So, but at the time it was when you step into the playing with your mates on a Sunday league and that it was it was one of them where you pretty much I, I had a time where I didn't want to I thought about just jacking it in altogether really but and was that as a result of, of leaving Coventry or was there um, yeah, like, was it just kind of the, the disappointment I think I was I was really really small I didn't start to grow until I'd pretty much left school so to go and play with my mates like, like I've said it was it was a completely different ball game and I just I wasn't capable of doing it I'll be honest I was I had two three seasons where I just weren't up to it and then it, was it just a case of sort of growing and, and building a little bit and, and then getting back into it a couple of years down the line yeah literally like I say I wouldn't have had my growth but I could obviously I started playing a lot of uh, Saturday afternoons just like men's reserve team quite a poor level to be honest just locally but it sort of stood me in good stead to to when I did develop to actually get into men's football properly and whatnot. And then talk us about when you when you first sort of sort of started to break through into men's football. Um, who was your first kind of who were your first kind of gigs with, um, uh, and what was that like? Yeah, I um I, I played like I say, I played locally um with people that I knew and obviously I grew up with. So that that was quite an easy step. But my first proper club, I would say, I went to. Neaton Griff, um, John Farmer was manager at the time, and he had a he had a good side, a very good side to be fair. And I sort of went into that, and I didn't know anyone. This was probably when I was about eighteen. I really didn't know a soul, so it was proper out of my comfort zone. But it was something that I really enjoyed. I had a, I had a couple of seasons there, and it 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 literally, I think, set me up for for my next few years. Especially, I just kept, continued to sort of progress really quite quickly. Was it that move to Griff that kind of reignited your love for football? Yeah, I would say so. I think I think stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes a bit it's a bit daunting, but it's it's more beneficial than than taking the easy route with your friends. So obviously you get a bit of stick locally for going. Like I'm from Bedworth to go and play in the neat, and I get a bit of stick, but it's certainly certainly a bit of banter with the lads. So when when I went to Nuneaton, um to play for the Griff. It made a lot of new friends and obviously a lot more football contacts, which in time it, it works out better for you. 
and then you've had spells at higher levels as well with with kind of rugby and, and you mentioned bed with uh, yeah, yeah. a little bit for them um what was that like playing at, at sort of step four um and how did you find the standard really yeah i'll, I'll be honest i don't think there's a great deal between between where we're at now to to like you say bedworth's level that i think the be all and end all is it is it the commitment um people willing to travel there's there's a massive amount of players in the league that we're in to be able, that could easily go and step into that but for one more reason or another they don't want to um don't get me wrong i enjoyed it you play at some you do play at some better grounds some nicer pitches some bigger crowds but standard wise i don't think there's a there's a massive gulf there at all and then came your move a couple of years ago now to to Atherston. What influenced that decision to drop down a couple of levels and and play at Atherston? Yeah, well, we I finished the the prior season was at rugby, um, and we got relegated to be fair, but I actually strangely enjoyed it. Like I said, we played at different grounds and a and a good league, but I had about six months there. It was it was still enjoyable, but obviously when you're losing, there's only so much you can enjoy it. So. I'd lost I'd lost a lot of enjoyment in football, obviously not not getting the right results. So I had a couple of lads contact me that are really close friends of mine, um, who were at absent at the time. So it was a bit of a no brainer really. Like you get the, the same phone calls obviously every year. I think a lot of people do, but I went to Aberston and ever since I went the first time I absolutely loved it there to the day I left. I haven't got a bad word to say about anyone. Um, like with Ivor there and with with a lot of my close friends, it just it just made it so easy to start enjoying football again. Yeah, and you spent a good few years there. Was it a little bit sort of blighted by injury, but then a case of when you did play, doing doing quite well. Yeah, to be fair, I've always been one that's been quite unfortunate with injuries. Um, it's just one of them things. There's nothing I could do. They were always quite long term ones as well. But I think over the few years that I was there, I played. I still played a hell of a lot of games and had a hell of a lot of enjoyment while I was there. Was it a difficult decision or an easy decision to leave there and then come and join Hinkley? Yeah, to be honest, it was a bit of a panic decision, if that's the right word, a bit of a spur-of-the-moment decision. Um, I'll be honest, I just didn't have something go my way. It didn't please me, so I sort of reacted a bit hasty on my decision at the time. I don't regret it at all. So obviously it's one of them things. It's football, everyone moves on. Um, but yeah, it was obviously either resigned himself. We weren't we weren't producing the performances that we knew we should have at the time. And a few things changed. And like I said, football just goes on, doesn't it? So and then Courtney Courtney gave me the call and it was a bit of a no brainer at the time as well, because Hinkley was a club that obviously I knew a lot about, played against them a lot of times and I had a lot of friends there at all, so it all just sort of fit. Similarly with Aberston, I just wanted to, to get back enjoying it again. And what, and what was Hinkley like as a club to come into midway through a season? Yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was perfect for me. Like I said, I had a, a few lads there that I played with before. Well, quite a lot of lads there that I played with before. So I didn't feel like I knew coming, coming into the dressing room halfway through a season, which is quite difficult. I sort of had the ability just to settle straight in and whatnot, which although we didn't have the longest run of games and whatnot, I only played... I don't know what it was, about 10 games. I think going forward, we were getting better and better and it come towards the end of the season, I think it would have showed. Yeah, you mentioned not playing as much as we would have liked. A couple of injuries, obviously you joined, I think just before that first batch of postponements in November. Yeah. So we didn't see as much of you as we would have liked. 
So what are you, for the supporters who didn't maybe see as much of, of you as we would have liked, what are your main strengths as a footballer? What sort of player are you? Um, I don't know, really. It's always hard to say something about yourself. I guess um, I like the attacking side of the game um, in terms of like creating chances, scoring goals, that side of it. But I've played in quite a different variety of positions, so I'm never... I've never been to one to moan too much about where a play as long as it was beneficial to the team. So, like I say, hopefully going forward, it'll it'll be a bit more obvious what what my strengths and weaknesses are, and we can sort of put together a good a good effort next year with a with a few additions, and we can get get exactly where we want to be. Yeah, um, this is something I spoke with Mark Williams about on episode two actually. But the versatility that you mentioned there in terms of playing in a couple of different positions, does that help you in terms of? you know, being able to say, well, you know, if, if I can't play it in behind, then I can go and play out wide or something like that. Yeah, I, I guess so for a manager. For me personally, obviously, you want to play in your favourite position and where you think you'd benefit most, but it doesn't always work out that way. There may be someone else that's more suited for a certain game, so it, it leaves, gives me the option to play in a different position rather than not being in the side. So, yeah, I guess it is a benefit. And you're 28 now, so getting into your best years, do you do you think or hope? I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope it's not too late. But like I say, it's not. It's it's more down to myself, I guess. If I try and get fit at the moment, I'm trying to do as much as I can. So hopefully, when we do go back, it's I'm ready to go. I guess probably the same as what a lot of the lads are, just trying to do as much as you can at the moment. Is there much that you that you can do or are doing in terms of sort of no, being with, fit or, or any sort yeah. of even just playing football in a garden or anything like that? With myself, like I say, I'm quite busy at work, so I'm still I'm still working most days at, and all I'm doing is going for a little run, I'll be honest. It's nothing nothing too major. It's only a couple of miles to a few miles. It's not it's not what I see a lot of lads doing, but it keeps me ticking over, which is the main thing. And when we do finally get back, um, announce the move to to blow, go and play at Barwell for next the next couple of seasons. Is that exciting for you as a playing group to now be able to get back in for Hinkley to get back into the borough that where we belong? Yeah, definitely. I'd like to say I think the Ibstock ground was especially from South. It's quite far. It was a bit of a journey, and I know it it would have put a few lads off. So hopefully, going to Barwell, playing at a nice ground like that, it kind of trapped um, trapped a couple of players and. Because like I say, we don't need much, but if we can get them a few bits of added quality, there's no reason why we can't be exactly where we want to be. Could you kind of sense the, the buzz around the club on social media when it was announced? Yeah, definitely. I think I think a few lads spoke amongst themselves about it and there's not one person that didn't see it as a positive. So I think as, as players and as a club, it's it's quite good going forward that we have got that and hopefully it, it'll pay off. Let's get on to the A to Z then, find out a little bit more about you, a little bit more about your teammates. Um, one question for each letter of the alphabet. So A is for ambition. So what's your ambition, either inside football or on a personal level outside? Yeah, no, I'll, st- I'll stick with football. I, I just want to another go at it, to be fair. Like I say, I've had a few injuries. So hopefully um, the season coming up, whenever it does start, we can, we can as a team, get where we want to be. And personally, I can have a solid year. That's all I'm really hoping for. Uh, B is for your favourite band or musician. Oh dear. Um, I would say Drake's probably my favourite musician. I've seen him a couple of times, so I'll go with him. Good live, is he? 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. C is for the biggest complainer in the dressing room, uh, which of the lads is always moaning. Wow, moaning. I think I think Luke Locke's a bit of a moan on the pitch. I think Cobbins is a bit of a moaner in general when he don't get things going his way. So I'll, I'll say them too. Uh, D is for the worst dress sense at the club. Oh, Danny Harris. Terrible. It's really poor. You did not hesitate one bit there. No, I've, that was the easy one. That's out of them all, I bet, yeah. Uh, e is your most embarrassing moment in football. Oof, most embarrassing moment. Hmm. Well, when we got relegated from rugby, that wasn't pleasant. Like you say, they got they had a decent fan base as well, and you could just feel like you'd let a few people down. So I would say that. Uh, F is your favourite food. Oh, Chinese, anything along them lines. Nice. Uh, G is the best ground you've played at. Um, best ground I've played at at the Rico in like a a Coventry or Lawrence Cup final, and I've also. Same as Borley mentioned, I think previously we did the the BT Cups, but obviously I didn't participate in all of it. I played at Leicester's ground, which was which was nice to play at in like a six aside tournament. The best the best atmosphere was when we played at Hereford. Um, I was at Coventry Spinks at the time, and that was an enjoyable one. Uh, the year they won the Midland Prem. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, they had like I think it was about four or five games left, and the. They were pretty much there or thereabouts to win the league. So we went there and it was a sellout and whatnot. We got absolutely pummeled, don't get me wrong, but it was, it was weirdly enjoyable still. Yeah, I can imagine that's an enjoyable place to go. Does it almost spur you on when you've got sort of 4,000 people wanting you to get battered? Yeah, like I say, we were at, it was 1-1 for, I think, the first half almost, pretty much. I think they scored right on half-time. So you can hear the fans getting a bit restless and whatever. And it was it does spur you on a little bit, yeah. H is for your ideal holiday destination. I think at the minute I've, I'm wanting to go Vegas, so I'd say that's right up there at the moment. Sounds good. I is the most intelligent player at the club. Football-wise, intelligence is Danny Harris. I think on a pitch, he's he's always a step ahead of 99% of the players at this level, but off the pitch, he's completely opposite, so it is a bit chalk and cheese. <laughs> We'll stick with uh, Danny then. Uh, Jay is for the dressing room joker who's always cracking the jokes. Yeah, I think the the little neat the neat and brigade of Commons and Borley and Kai, they're always, I think, the, the loudest in there and Geo and whatnot. So them four, I think, amongst themselves, uh, with Dan involved, I think they're always trying to keep everyone entertained, I think is the nice way of putting it. <laughs> uh, K is for your karaoke song. Oh, I'm not much of a singer. I'd go a single on one, though. I do like a bit of Jason Mraz. I think everyone can get involved, which gets you out there, gets you out the, the poo a little bit. Bit of I'm Yours, something like that. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Everyone can sound me out, yeah. <laughs> uh, L is for the first thing you'd do if you won the lottery. Oh, definitely a holiday. Is that your trip to Vegas sorted if you win the lottery? Yeah, I think, I think it'd be extended a bit, too. Um, what about your best mate in football? Yeah, I've got, like I said, I've got a few. I've played with Dan for so many years at so many different clubs, but I've got a few lads at Averston and whatnot. And I, I would say Dan on a personal level, though, cause, like, purely because I've played with him the longest at so many different clubs. 
I spoke about this earlier for O, but what's your occupation? Uh, yeah, I'm self-employed. I've got my own painting and rendering business. So do that day to day. P is for what was the last game that you paid to watch? Oh, I went a Villa game. Who was it against? I can't remember, but it was not too long before we stopped, to be fair. I can't even think of who we played, but it was a Villa game, definitely. Q is which TV quiz show would you be best at and why? Catchphrase. I love a little love a little go on that in the front room. I'm not very good, but I have <laughs> but a you go. love having a go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a similar sort of note, R is for your favourite reality TV show, or if you could be in one, which would you go for? I'm a big Love Island fan. I ain't sure about being in it, though. <laughs> I don't think I've got the uh, the attributes to fit in with the lads in there, but I do enjoy watching it. Uh, S is for, aside from football, what are your other favourite sports? Um, uh, To be fair, I do like w- watching quite a lot. I'm not I'm not the best sportsman at the side. I have a little dabble at golf here and there, but I'm, to say I'm not very good is a, a fair way of putting it. Got a handicap or are you just more of a get on the pitch? Nah, I've always dabbled in and out of it, so I've never stuck at it long enough and I get a bit frustrated that I ain't very good as well. So, <laughs> uh, T is for who's the best trainer at the club and who's the worst? Yeah, I think Ball is giving me the answer on this one. Cal absolutely loves training. He's always trying his hardest, so I think he's uh, he sets a good attitude. Uh, the worst, I think there's a fair few. I must admit I'm not the best trainer, but I'm not going to say myself. Um, yeah, I think there's quite a lot without naming names. <laughs> uh, U is for who be your teammates in your ultimate five-a-side team. So who who are you going to your four teammates going to be if you pick a five-a-side team? Okay, I'll go. What we're we going to goalkeeper. I will go Van der Sar because I did as much as I'm not really a Man United fan. He was around the years when I used to properly watch the Prem, and he was he was different level. Defence, Cannavaro, I'll go Zidane and Messi. So they're my two favourite players. So, Yeah, uh, V is for your most valued possession. Um, I had a, well, I went through a stage of collecting signed football shirts. So I've got about, uh, well, I've got about seven or eight in my, in my shop. I've got like um, a Zidane one, a Ronaldo one, a Messi one. So I've got like seven or eight of that that level of signed football shirts that are all framed and whatnot. So I'd, I'd say them. Sounds good. You, you've properly gone for all the big guns as well. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think between me and my dad, we went a bit crazy one time and thought it was a it was a bright idea. <laughs> and is that something that you still try and sort of keep up with, getting getting loads as and when they, they may come up for auction or whatever? Yeah, I think my dad's got quite a few more, to be fair. He, he really enjoys collecting them. Um, so he's he's got quite a few as well on top of the ones I've just said. So I think it's more his influence, to be fair. W is for your fa- your most important or your favourite win in football. Yeah, I think it will surprise people. But we beat Bedworth, I think, obviously, on a personal note for Aberston a couple of years ago. Obviously, they were, th- what are they, three, three steps ahead at the time, I think it was. And we beat them at home. But obviously, being from Bedworth, added a little bit more. Um, a little bit more on the game and I scored as well. So 100% that was, that's been my favourite game to date. X's for what was, uh, when was the last time that you had an X-ray? An X-ray? I 
done my elbow a couple of years ago. I think that might be the last x-ray I think I've had. I can't think of any others. Yeah, I think my last time I broke my elbow was probably the one. Uh, why is for? What was your last yellow card for? Um, probably something really petulant or moaning at the ref. I do it that many times, I forget, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, and Zed, what's your favourite animal in the zoo? Animal? I would say a giraffe. I have no idea why, but I'm going to say it. And just finally then, we'll find out a little bit more about what you're going to watch, listen to, read, that's going to help you get you through quarantine. So let's start with the album that you're going to listen to. You mentioned Drake is kind of your, your favourite artist. Is there a particular album, or not necessarily one of his, but but is there one sort of album that you want to go back to and, and listen to? Yeah, I think like a lot of people at the moment, stuck in the garden, we're just chucking anything and everything on. So I think Drake's always, I think it's a take care album, always seems to be top of the list at the moment. What about the book? What are you going to read? Either your favourite book or one that you want to get down and read during lockdown? Do you know what? I'm not a reader. I'm not even going to pretend. Um, I did. The last one I, I read was Peter Crouch's autobiography when we was on holiday um, last summer. So I haven't got any plans to read another one at the moment. I'm not going to lie. What's that? What's Peter Crouch's like? Yeah, it was good, to be fair. It was, it was, he comes across as quite a funny character, so it was quite enjoyable, to be fair. Do you listen to his podcast? I know it's ironic we're saying this on a podcast, but do you listen to Peter Crouch's podcast? Yeah, I've, I've, to be fair, I, listen, I tend to listen to that sort of thing when I go on a run as opposed to music, which I might find a bit strange. But I've listened to a few and obviously little clips here and there, but they are quite good, you know. Uh, what about the uh, film, the film that you're going to watch and rewatch that's, that's going to get you through? Um, Films I'm not massive on. I'm... More of a, I've just started watching um, a couple of series. I've started watching Ozark and Money Heist. So I think I've literally a few episodes into them. So I think they're more what I'm going to be getting on at the minute. Yes, funnily enough, that was going to be the, the next and final question is, is about either the TV series or the film series. So you, you got started on those couple. Oh, yeah. For anyone knows me, I'm a massive Friends fan as well. So I watched that repeatedly, quite sadly, to be fair. But in terms of new series, yeah, it's Ozark at the moment. Anything about Ozark or Friends is, is one of you going back to then? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Spot on. Great recommendations, Tomo, I'm sure. Thanks for joining us on This Is Our Podcast. No problem. Cheers for your time. Cheers. No, thank you. And we'll be back for another episode very soon. In the meantime, Spotify and Google Podcast users, make sure that you're subscribed to us and you'll get that episode straight to your feed. You can also keep up to date with us on our website, hinkleyafc.co.uk. You can find all the latest club news there and on Twitter, where we're at Hinkley underscore AFC. Music